I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. This is the Bear of Texas reporting live from an undisclosed location, and tonight I want to take an early look at our 2021 season. Surely it's still early because the divisional playoffs of this year have yet to be played. But being the the kind of guy that I am, you know, committed to bringing in new content and kind of giving some thought to next season because that's what the Cowboys are already getting ready for, I might as well do it because there's something out there for me to talk about. And because the list of opponents are already there, even though the schedule is not yet set, at least we know who we will be playing at home and on the road. Now, unfortunately, Dallas really had another bad year. The injuries, the horrible defense, you know, the everything was wrong. I mean, that talent that's on defense, you know, just wasn't enough. I mean, there's all the negatives out there. Now... I wrote a recap of the Dallas Cowboys 2020 season. You can go on primetimesportstalk.com and look at look for it. I put up a lot of thought talking about that season, okay? And there was one part of the article that I had to explain who was Dallas's biggest disappointment this year. I'm not going to reveal that answer here, but I'll tell you this. I thought about it. I looked at several players. And I actually came up with one. Like I said, I don't do not want to reveal it here. But I'll tell you this. I did not pick Ezekiel Elliott. That's right. I think that as much as as, as of a disappointment Ezekiel Elliott was this year, there was one player that I was deeply, deeply disappointed into. And I think a lot of you know who exactly who I am talking about. But please Check out the website, read my article, check out all the fantastic work provided by Primetime Sports Talk. I am so happy to be part of that team. So I'm taking a look at the opponents for Dallas' 2021 season. Now before I get too deep into that, you know I should mention to you that there's a chance that we're going to see a 17-game season next year. Because on December 27, 2020, not long ago obviously... An, art, an NFL.com article by Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero. The NFL is apparently planning to expand the regular season to 17 games in 2021. Well, for the record, I, I would love to say, I am definitely going to say I hope it happens because you know how much I love football. Okay. It's, you know, even if the Cowboys have a bad season, I, you know, I still got to watch because, of course, I got to study so I can produce my content for this show, and by the way, I want to give a special shout-out to all the loyal listeners out there. Thank you all very, very much. It's clear that the announcement's not going to be for a little bit. We can definitely expect an official announcement to be made anytime between the end of the season, once the Super Bowl is over, and probably around the time training camp starts. And speaking of training camp, in the Cowboys' case, with the new defensive coordinator... If it's all virtual, forget it. I, I I won't have any faith in the defense. The Cowboys gotta go in all the way. A vir, you know a virtual defensive work like that, it's surely not will not work. 
And of course, the Cowboys is gonna, they're going to need some talent on the defense. But if I were to take a wild guess, I, I would imagine that the announcements probably made probably a, I would say two months before the preseason. So I would expect uh, the, uh, the an announcement to be made sometime this summer. Then that would bring the question. So if there's 17 games, does the preseason get cut? Well, according to the source, the preseason could be cut to two to three games. It would certainly be something cool, a, a, a much-needed change because, you know, how football will certainly be an impact. But this is assuming that the pandemic, you know, stuff is over. Like, more people can go to the stadiums. Everything can go back to normal. I don't want to get too political, but, yeah, I'm really hoping this whole thing ends. I, I don't even know how it's not driven me crazy already, but you know what? No, I'll take that back. I am actually crazy in my head with this whole pandemic drama. But, you know... It would certainly be a change because, you know, it's been a 16-game season since 1978. And now that it's 2021, I figure it's time to add It's time to add one game. It can't hurt. Certainly bring up more excitement. Maybe make the playoffs more exciting. We'll just have to wait and see. But I'm sure everybody has their opinion on it. But if you want my honest opinion, adding an extra game, sure. Why not? It can't hurt. It's, you know, for those teams who, who've clinched uh, the, you know, the buy in the playoffs... It would probably give him an extra week to rest the starters. But then again, it will make them rusty. So there's consequences either way. Now, get on with business, ladies and gentlemen. The Dallas Cowboys opponents for the year 2020, I'm going to start out at home. Of course, at home, like every other year, we're going to play the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington football team. Hopefully, they'll have a name by then. Most unlikely, but you never know. We'll also be playing the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Denver Broncos, and the Las Vegas Raiders, all at home. Pretty interesting. Oh, well, the road's certainly going to be tough, because on the road, we will play the Kansas City Chiefs, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Minnesota Vikings, the New Orleans Saints, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and of course our usual NFC East foes. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. The schedule certainly looks interesting, but damn, it looks pretty freaking brutal. Well, could be worse, right? Let's keep in mind, the Arizona Cardinals whipped the Cowboys last year. The Washington football team embarrassed them on Thanksgiving. Okay. Last time the Cowboys played the Broncos... Well, on the road, 42-17, the day that Wiley Singleton always reminds the whole world, Wiley, a.k.a. the Mysterio, always reminds us on that day in 2017, Ezekiel Elliott quit. I mean, hey, Wiley Singleton is just telling the truth, y'all. You think he likes having to say it like that? No, but he was just merely telling the truth. You can't blame him. But, of course, the last time the Cowboys played the Broncos at home back in 2013, that was kind of a... The way the game had to end was certainly heartbreaking because it was certainly a high-scoring game. I mean, that fun game to watch, but we should have won that game. And it's a shame it had to end that way. I'm going to be honest. I'm actually pretty excited to play the Raiders at home. That's actually a game I'm, not, I'm actually thinking of buying a ticket to. I just only hope that, you know, full capacity will be allowed at the time. But I really got to go to a Cowboys game again because it's, it's been... Last time I went to a game was in 2012, I must have been in December because the Cowboys were playing the Steelers at home. Uh, I'll, get, I'll uh, give you a little lesson on that game. Brandon Carr made that fantastic interception in overtime. Nearly brought it to the house, but he was 
tackled to the one-yard line, and Dan Bailey took care of the rest. But, you know, it was a day, AT&T Stadium, a lot of terrible towels, and Brandon Carr found a way to shut them up. And I'm looking at the Cowboys on the road. Now, I remember a time in 2014 when the Dallas Cowboys were undefeated on the road. Yeah, talk about great memories. My It was a great year at school, you know, going at the University of North Texas in this fall of 2014, taking amazing classes, got amazing grades. I mean, the fall of 2014 was one of the best falls. Of, it was probably the best fall of my life. <laughs> but now that I look at the away teams playing the Saints on the road, well, of course, people are gonna. People are some pe- Cowboy fans are feeling. Well, Drew Brees won't be there. I'm like, well, even if he's not there, Taysom Hill is pretty freaking good. Taysom Hill can pass. He can run. He can catch. Okay, he's a triple threat. Okay, and he could single-handedly destroy the Cowboys' defense. Assuming the Cowboys' defense are just as bad or even worse than they were this year. And then we play Tampa Bay. Well, if the goat's likely to be there, so and of course Antonio Brown. All the, all the other talent that's down the team. That's Sue. And then playing the Chiefs. Okay, forget it. We are not gonna, we're not beating Patrick Mahomes. There's no way. Even though, you know, I, I'm probably an idiot for making such a prediction early, but since we have no idea how our defense will change this year, I mean, we're playing the freaking Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs are loaded. Patrick Mahomes is, is going to be the best quarterback for probably the next 10 freaking years. I mean, we'll probably put up a fight, but I just don't see us being the Chiefs. And then we go to beautiful and sunny Southern California to play the L.A. Chargers. Well, Justin Herbert is certainly a player not to be re- is is, a, is not a force to be reckoned with. I mean, the, the dude the dude can humiliate you. Although we're not sure if it's going to be him or Tavares Jackson starting. If I were to take a wild guess, I I have a feeling Justin Herbert will be the starting quarterback unless he gets hurt and something happens. But keep in mind, I we don't know what, which opponent will be Week One. Well, I'm sure that we're, we're going to find out in May, April, around April or May. And when that happens, there will be an episode on it, so don't you worry. And if, last game, okay. Playing the Vikings again, again at home. Uh, excuse me, on the road. Well, it's certainly been difficult for the Cowboys to play the Vikings on the road. I mean, they managed to pull off, pull off an amazing win uh, this you know this season in 2020. CeeDee Lamb, you know, make, catching what, what, what was likely regarded as a catch that was impossible to make but he did certainly the highlight of his rookie year I mean that's sorry one of the highlights of his freaking career I mean let's see that's a highlight in Cowboys history that catch he made that touchdown catch <laughs> even to this day I ask myself how the hell did he catch it I've seen the replays from every angle and I swear to you it looks impossible to catch but he found a way good job CD keep it up buddy you know I can't come up with, a, with, with an official prediction yet. I plan on giving a full prediction when I talk about the season when the schedule has been released. And in that matter, ladies and gentlemen, you can believe that Wiley, a.k.a. the Venomous Stare, he's going to be on the show. Because I need a football creative genius like him, a guy who knows what he's talking about. I need him for such an episode, Okay. Keep in mind, whatever we say, it's the freaking truth. I'm not going to say the Cowboys are going to go 0-16. I'm not going to say they're going to go 4-12. and I mean, if that defense is horrible, if Prescott gets hurt again, there's no offensive line, well, then you're damn right that that can seriously happen. 
So that's one of the things we've got to pray for. Number one, have a healthy offensive line, but I really believe that Tyron Smith is hes likely to announce his retirement soon. I mean, the injuries are just taking a toll. You know, he's only 30 years old, and he's you know, his history of injuries, I mean, uh, it makes me worry about him. It makes me worry about him personally. Lyle Collins will, will be back, and hopefully he'll stay healthy. Zach Martin hopefully will be healthy. I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do in the first round of the uh, NFL draft. Right now it seems like Alabama's Patrick uh, Certain Jr. is likely to be the guy they take. <coughs> Although it, I, I honestly wish that Penny Sewell, the offensive uh, lineman from Oregon, will be the Dallas's pick because that's a guy that we really need. we got to bulk up that offensive line once again. But Wiley says, you know, rebuilding it is just such a hard word to use because Cowboys spent years building the offensive line. It lasts like maybe a couple of years, but then it falls apart again and you're back at square one. I'm a. As much as I don't like it, I'm not. I'm still not afraid of saying it. Dak Prescott is more than likely to, to get a payday. Well, if it happens, well, I hope he gets his shit together. He gets his damn act together, and he works on his uh, passing accuracy. Because if he's gonna, if he's gonna get paid that money, he better not do what Ezekiel Elliott's doing. He better actually give us something, okay? Because I'm not happy about the whole Zeke situation. Getting paid, and he hasn't done anything since. Okay, especially this year. I'm very. I mean, although you know, like I said in that, in that article, I could have picked him as as the greatest disappointment of this season, but I decided to spare Ezekiel Elliott the humiliation. I mean, I decided to have a little bit of mercy on him. You never know what's gonna happen, really. Looking at all these opponents, I, I can tell. I really don't think the Cowboys are gonna beat the Saints on the road. They could beat the Buccaneers. So far, I say on the road that there's already there's already a chance of going 0-2. Losing, I, mean, I can already see them losing to the Saints and the Chiefs. As far as at home, assuming that, that Denver is kind of still the same way right now, you know, if they don't, I mean, they're likely to have a quarterback. But if they don't have all the weapons, if if Dallas can actually take care of them, then Dallas could per, per, perhaps beat Denver at home. But Dallas always has a hard time against Denver. I mean, keep in mind, 2017, 42-17 loss. The Panthers, you know, the home schedule looks slightly, yes, and I, and I use that term uh, loosely, slightly easier than on the road. But keep in mind, there's no such thing as an easy win. It's not going to be easy to beat the Raiders. It's not going to be easy to beat the, Car- uh, the Cardinals, Broncos, Panthers, Falcons, no matter how terrible they might be. I mean, Kyler Murray destroyed us in 2020. He can certainly do it again. Okay. Right now, like I said, you know, because the schedule's not out, I mean, that's not the only reason why I can't give a prediction. You know, e- even when the schedule comes out, you know, I'm, I, when I give these predictions, I'm going to use the word assuming a lot. Assuming the Cowboys' defense is healthy. Assuming that the offensive line is healthy and dominant. Assuming that Dak Prescott can actually play some good football and doesn't get what Wiley likes to, uh, in Wiley's words, garbage time stats. Even though it's, it's it's a term in the NFL, but nobody says it better than Wiley, a.k.a. the Ben Mister. I mean, the way he explains it, folks, Wiley is a freaking creative genius. I mean, Wiley really takes you to school, but Wiley shows you the importance of the will to win games, okay? It's about winning games, okay? And Prescott, you know, last couple, you know, last few years, well, the 2019, the stats were, were great. I mean, against good teams, they were not good. So that's why I'm really hoping 
if Prescott gets paid, which is likely to happen, unfortunately, and yes, I still say that, he better get his shit together. Now, assuming he gets his shit together, he has a hell of a year, then, yeah, I'll just be here and I'll say I was wrong. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna admit anything I said. I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna deny that I doubted him, but I don't know yet, because you know he, he, that 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 foot injury. I mean, he's a liability. I mean, the fact that if he signs a, a major deal, I mean, it's gonna be more stressful than ever because he's a he's a liability due to the injury. I mean, his ankle's not gonna be the same. That ankle could snap again much easier than before. It's a tough situation, ladies and gentlemen. And I mean, no disre- disrespect to Dak Prescott. It's nothing personal, buddy. It's just that I have not seen the results that I'm looking for. I mean, my job is to, is to tell the truth. And that's what I do. Okay. Now, as far as the Eagles goes, though, the question is, who's going to be the starting quarterback? You know, if Doug, since Doug Peterson got fired, I'm assuming that Carson Wentz is going to be the starting quarterback. Because it really looked as though that, that Doug Peterson in the future was leaning more on Jalen Hurts. And it really looked as though that Carson Wentz's time in Philadelphia was truly over. A trade could still happen. I mean, it, 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 if if they're deciding that Carson Wentz is, is going to go in as the starter, could it be like they fired Doug Peterson because the management loves Carson Wentz more? I mean, I don't know. These are merely just theories. I mean, a lot of them would argue that what I'm saying has some truth to it, but, you know, these are just merely, you know, theories. Like, nothing's been guaranteed. I mean, we all know that Carson Wentz made it crystal clear he has no intention of being a backup. If he, I'm sure he gave the Eagles a message, if, if you plan on having me as a backup, then trade me. I don't want to be in Philadelphia. So it seems to me that the, the Eagles have to deal with the Carson Wentz, the Carson Wentz uh, drama, which I'm sure they'll take care of. But I think now that Doug Peterson's gone, I really think that, that Carson Wentz is probably not going anywhere. But if he goes anywhere, I'll certainly be surprised. But right now, as far as the Eagles go... We have to see who's going to be their coach. I mean, Kel- they apparently requested to interview Kellen Moore. I'm, n- I'm not sure if he's going to interview. I mean, the Cowboys just gave him an extension, so I don't see I don't see the Cowboys, you know, granting permission. I mean, if they do, then fine, whatever. But Kellen Moore is not going anywhere. I mean, he turned down the job at Boise State, so I'm sure he. I mean, if he interviews with the Eagles, he's probably likely to turn that down. So I don't know. Well, as far as the Giants go, I'm sure that we can certainly beat them at home. And, of course, they humiliated us in the, in the last meeting. You know, we couldn't do anything right. But assuming that we have a dominant defensive line, a do- dominant secondary, and a great offensive line, sure, we can sweep the Giants. I'm sure we can sweep Washington as well. We can probably go on and feed in the NFC East if the if, if all of the other opponents are bad and then the Cowboys are the good team. But... These are all merely just theories, Landry. I mean, this this whole thing, I guess, of this episode is just a bunch of possible theories, possible realistic theories, but that's the key word right there, ladies and gentlemen. It's all a theory. Now, I'm going to be honest. Not, aside from these NFC East teams that realistically we, we can beat, I think we can... I think the Raiders will certainly be able to beat them, but, you know, Derek Carr, you know... <laughs> Defense is bad. Derek expects Derek Carr to kind of tear the team apart, but of course, you know the coaching. You know, is still you know the Raiders' coaching is something not to be ignored. But I'll be honest, it's a, it's a pretty it's, it's a pretty interesting list of opponents. But since we were able to mention that there's going to be a seventeen, the possibility of having a seventeenth game, 
The question is, who is likely to be the opponent? It could be anybody. Of course, if you were to ask me who would I want it to be, I honestly don't know. You know, I, I really don't. Well, you know, you know how I mentioned that I expect a decision to be made between the end, between the conclusion of the Super Bowl and uh, I, I expect the decision to be made this summer? You know, I've actually been thinking about that. You know what? If the schedule is announced in April or May around that time like it usually is, I expect the decision to actually be made before. So we may have a decision sooner. So perhaps we'll probably have a, we'll probably have we'll probably hear the announcement this coming spring. Right before the schedule comes out. I mean, just you know, expect the unexpected. You know, that that's the best thing I can tell you folks. But now that I talked about the uh, you know, an early outlook of the schedule. You know, of course, now that the Cowboys uh, hired uh, Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator, and they hired uh, Joe Witt Jr. as the, uh, I believe he's the secondary coach and he's the passing game coordinator. He was a he's a dude that that worked with Mike McCarthy for at least ten years in Green Bay. So, so I think I think the Joe Witt Jr. actually uh, hiring is actually pretty good. Okay, yes, he's actually yes the secondary coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Look, as far as Dan Quinn goes, a lot of people are pissed off about the pick, uh, about the hire. I mean, in my case, you know, I'm not going to deny the fact I wanted Wade Phillips so bad. I mean, here you go. I'm a man of my word. I'm admitting. I'm just telling the truth. You know, I'm not going to lie to you guys about some of the things I've said. I mean, there's no point. Just be a man. Be honest about it. Admit that you were wrong, but look, and I said this in the episode when I talk about Dan Quinn. Look. Anything from the past, let's not, let's just, you know, let's not focus on that. Look, Dan Quinn, it's unfortunate how his career, with how his uh, tenure as a head coach of the, of the Falcons ended the way it did. You know, him being 0-5 to start the season, look. But Dan Quinn has something that he really needs. He has a fresh start, okay? So he was fired early on the season. He took some time off from football, you know, relaxed, you know, kind of, you know, redesigned his defensive schemes and, you know. Prepare for interviews because you know there was no doubt that he was gonna people were gonna think of him as candidates for a certain jobs. So, so, so what I'm saying is we'll have to give Dan Quinn a chance. But what we have to keep in mind is that Dan Quinn's gonna need favors too. Like if he has no talent, I mean, how is he supposed to build a defense? I mean, you need some talented players to build a defense. I mean, keep in mind it's defense that wins championships. But we, we on a positive note, and I said this. Quinn is going to employ the four and three defensive scheme, and that's really been big with the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, and he did employ that scheme when he won the Super Bowl with Seattle, with, and it making you know the Legion a boom. Okay, although let's keep in mind Chris Richard was calling the plays, from what I understand. But and Chris Richard, yeah, and speaking of Chris Richard, yeah, he did not get the job with, as the Raiders' uh, defensive coordinator. That actually went to uh, Gus Bradley. But you know, since we have a secondary coach, I I don't see Chris Rashard, you know, coming back to Dallas. And but still, I kind of feel like, why the hell did we get rid of him in the first place? But you know, according to this article, you know, SB Nation blogging the boys, uh, Terrence Watson is the author. He wrote an article that there's three main things that the Cowboys need to fix the defense. Okay, he says number one, it's run stuffing defensive tackles. Number two, a leader in the secondary. And number three, a dominant li- a dominant middle linebacker. Well, the Cowboys have none of that, so I'm glad. That, so, so you know, and, and and based on this, how this author really did, you know made his points you know absolutely clear, and he's a smart guy. Okay, and I totally agree with this guy. 
The Cowboys have none of that. Okay? I mean, Lane Van Der Esch might be a leader, but the problem is Lane Van Der Esch gets hurt. You know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, now he's listed as Sean Lee 2.0. Okay? Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith, I mean, I don't even know where to start with him. I don't even know where to start with him. Okay, you know what? I, I take that back. I know, I know where to start with him. The lack of discipline. Okay? He's, he, he's certainly not. He, he's certainly not leadership material. So that's the problem. And leader in the secondary, well, the question is, you know, we're going to lose several players. I mean, Jordan, I expect Jordan Lewis and Chido Wuzier to sign elsewhere. So who is the leader as far as the secondary goes? I mean, the best secondary player this year, you know, really had to be Trayvon Diggs. But, you know, he's coming in the second year. So, I mean, I love his play style and I love how mature he is. But I don't know if they're going to consider him as the leader. I mean, he's really the best player this secondary. But I don't know about it. I don't know who the leader is. And there you go. We don't know who the leader is. Now we get to the run-stuffing defensive tackles. As far as defensive tackles goes, we need a we need players that can dominate on the pass. I mean, we need a pass rush for God's sake. Okay, we need to, we need to get to the quarterback more. We need to put pressure on the freaking quarterbacks. Okay, Demarcus Lawrence, all the money he's making, six and a half sacks, like and, and like I said, totally unacceptable. Okay. You know, 31 sacks total, really. Totally unacceptable. So, the point of all this is that Dan Quinn can... I'm, I know he can formulate a good scheme, but if there's no talent on that scheme, then how is it supposed to work? I mean, look, he'll provide you the scheme, but you got to give him the players. In other words... You have to be on the same page. You, you got to work together. You can't expect Dan Quinn to just do it all on his own. You got to give him something to work with, basically. Like you can't just give him you, you can't just give him a, a gun that's loaded with blanks. Or guns, you know, guns loaded with blanks. I mean, that's not going to work. So, well, if, since we're talking about these, uh, you know, early uh, discussions about going into the season, fix the freaking defense, okay? Make the defense worth something because right now this defense isn't worth shit. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Okay, so here's another uh, early outlook into the season. Fix the freaking defense, okay? Another one would be fix the offensive line issue, okay? As well. Of course, you know, the first thing they're going to do is, you know, they're resuming these negotiations with Dak Prescott. Like I just, but like I said, I only hope that Prescott works on the accuracy because, look, we need him. If he gets paid, like he better deliver because if if he gets paid and next season he's doing the same thing he did this year, you know the garbage time stats, the inaccuracy. Believe me, you're gonna you're gonna listen to me on this show, and you're gonna you're gonna you're, you're gonna hear me unleash a huge amount of criticism, okay? Because I'm just gonna I'm gonna be here and say he got paid. What is he doing? He's not doing his job. I mean, like I said, expect the truth, okay? The whole, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing, nothing but the truth, okay? So an early outlook to the season overall: fix the freaking team, you know. Set an example, you know. Restore discipline, concentration. I mean, restore passion for the game, okay? Get everybody on the same page, okay? Because everyone's not on the same page, the drama unfolds. The shit increases. The whole team falls apart. There's nothing positive about the team. I mean, at, at this point, really, there's 
there's probably like you know if if I'm gonna do a comparison, there's probably only ten percent positivity while ninety percent of the season of this team regarding last season, it's all negativity. All right, there's a lot of work, and you know, I do not see the Cowboys being a Super Bowl contender. I mean, I don't see that probably for another for another five freaking years. Okay, I mean, I, I, I anything could happen if they can. I wouldn't even be surprised. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but if the Cowboys have another bad season or even worse one, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, I mean, the, the there's no winning mentality on the team right now. You got to restore it. That's the thing. You got to fix the team. You know, fix the fix the freaking defense. You know, get the offensive line back in rhythm. You know, restore the winning ways. Restore a winning mentality. Restore passion and dedication and commitment. Because if you have none of those accolades, you are not gonna win football games. And as Wiley himself perfectly stated, it seems that in Cowboys Nation, the importance of winning is not on the mind, even in, even in the fans. Okay, it's all about the winning. Okay. And as of late, the, as far as the track record goes, as far as wins go, it's very, very unconvincing. That has to change. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me, and I will see you all soon. Good night.